Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. From Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, everyone? Getting back into some shenanigans in the studio. We are up in L.A. for the day. It is Brock and I's anniversary. And also joining us, because I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. So long. Jamie, Lynn, how are you? Hi, everyone. I'm great. I'm happy to be here on your anniversary, because I feel like I'm the third part of your little relationship. Now, a couple months ago, I would have said this is a thruple, but we've all known (laughs) where thruple conversations go, so... I'm just no, the third, the third wheel. wheel. I'm the official third wheel. Yeah, we do dinners, we hang out. Yeah, we've got a few third wheels in our group. In Shannon's group, we you do. Got a few. Who else is on my territory here? Max. You got yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, Max. Yeah, Max is a good third wheeler. He's taking us on some good dates. Yeah. Is that more like San Diego situations? Yeah, probably. Usually, yeah. yeah. Now you come so out. I'll be your like LA side piece. Yeah, perfect. Your plus one comes along. Brett comes along sometimes. He's your like plus one. Yeah, That's true too. But tonight for dinner, don't worry, we have Nima's coming to dinner with us, Raquel, I don't know if James is able to make it, and then Jesse Montana. Fun, and Sir is open again. Yes, I know, I'm so excited. We're going to eat at Sir tonight. I haven't, this is the longest I said in 10 years I haven't had a Sir meal, and I'm really excited. What are you going to get? Definitely getting pasta, mm-hmm. but I think what I'm going to do is mix, because you know what, Sir, it's all about the pasta. I'm going to mix my two favorite pastas together and do the angel hair, which is the one the fight was actually about, but the Sicilian pasta has blackened chicken, so sorry, Jamie, I'm going to add the blackened chicken to the angel hair pasta, and it's going to be so good. I don't even want to ask what about how, how did the pasta thing start, but what am I missing here? Just put it in a quick one for me. So everyone thinks that pasta is a code word for drugs. Perfect. Which it's not. It okay. literally, But they just couldn't wrap their head around how Lala and James and Raquel, like there was this huge fight over 
eating someone's pasta. They're like, so she did her drug, like her drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, no, no, no. She really ate Raquel's pasta. Like Raquel got up to, I don't know, take photos, go to the bathroom or whatever. And when she came back, Lala <laughs> ate her pasta. So it was like this whole thing where James and Lala are fighting and he's like, it's not about the pasta. It was more like the principle of it. Like, do you remember, honey, when you left the fridge unplugged and the pizza and everything in there wasn't frozen? And yes. I was like, it's not about the pizza. Prime example. <laughs> it was not okay. about the pizza. It was the fact that you left. And so he was like, it's not about the pasta. It's what you did. And it was just a whole thing. But that's funny. nobody believes it's the pasta. I'm like, but have you had the angel hair? Oh, we'll find out. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> good, good reference because I've heard that one a few times. Yes. So I'm excited to go to Sir tonight and eat some pasta. I don't know what I'm going to get. It's I been a while. I think there's one salad I can modify to make it vegan. That arugula yeah, one. Yeah, the arugula one. The you just get it without the cheese. Mm-hmm. Sounds exciting. Yes. So we're kind of doing a drinking and podcasting episode. Jamie's doing the drinking, and Brock and I are doing the podcasting. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. So I did ask for some of your questions. I felt like, you know, we got a lot of the same questions as we did last week. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go and listen to that, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. A lot, a lot of asking about how Brittany and Jax's gender reveal was, if we're getting engaged, married, babies, all of the same things. People just really want to know that. We answered most of this on our last podcast episode, so I'm going to send you back to listen to that if you had any questions about marriage or babies, and I'm going to keep reading through these as we go on with the discussion to see if any more pop babies, up that aren't thing, baby related. Yeah, we're going to have babies. And you know what? When it's that time, you guys will know it. I'm an open book. I talk about everything. It's not like I like keeping things in, you know, the good, the bad, all of it. I talk about it. So when it's baby time, when I get engaged, trust me, you guys will know. <laughs> yeah, trust me, you guys will know about the engagement. It's yes. So you sent topic. me a post, which I thought was really awesome. That girl who was like, stop asking me when am I having babies? Oh my gosh. It was you really good. Are you able to pull that yes. out real quick? Sorry to just spring that on you. No, I, I've been about? wanting oh, to post so it. Good. I was just waiting until after our anniversary because I didn't want it to get lost with everything else that I've been posting. But it was just worded really well. Because, you know, there's a lot of women who struggle with infertility who maybe have been trying for years to get pregnant and can't. And I even noticed this at the gender reveal. It's like because Katie's part of their pregnancy pact and people were like, well, Katie, when are you having babies? What, what if they've been trying? Exactly. Like, you don't know. You don't know mm. what someone's struggles are. You don't. And no. it's never intended as like a mean question. It's people trying to show interest in your life. But yeah. I think people just don't realize that in certain situations, it can be really hurtful to yeah. the person you're asking. So if she you said that. to some, it's just a simple question you ask to your friends and family, but to others, it's so much more than that. It's feelings of hurt, frustration, fear, anxiety. And honestly, it just makes most people uncomfortable when you ask them. There are many reasons why they may not be pregnant. Did you know one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage? Like, obviously, we all know that. Did you know one in eight couples struggle with infertility? It may not be their time yet. Some women don't want to have babies. Like, you know, Tom and Ariana have been very vocal that they don't want kids. Mm -hmm. And then people still are constantly asking Ariana, well, now that all your friends are pregnant, it's like, they aren't even her friends. You know, like, just because we're on a television show together, we're not all friends. 
We are co-stars. We are co-workers. Ariana and I, I think more than anyone on the show, have the biggest group of friends outside of the show. Whereas, you know, some of the other girls are more clicky and their closest friends are on the show. But other than Ariana and I, all of our college and high school friends aren't on, like you, Jamie, you're literally the closest person in my life, and you tried to stand up for me a couple of seasons ago. <laughs> Wait, that's the what? Go on that one. Oh my God. And you know what I bet I could find is the text that Schwartz sent me that night. We should bring that back. We should read it. It was a good one. <laughs> okay, wait, let's tell Rock what happened. Okay. the things that Schwartz said we just bounced would around blow your mind. We did, so what? We went from a deep message to wait, hold up. So let's finish the deep message okay. real quick because I think it's a very Thanks appropriate time. Well, that's what I'm yes, saying. Yes, that that yes, some, yes. it's just not their time yet and some women don't don't want to have babies. That was the majority of it. And then she just ended it with, so coming from someone who has experienced a miscarriage and is struggling with infertility, please stop asking the damn question. If you're concerned when or if your family member or friend is going to be starting a family, think about them. And if you're the praying type, lift them up. So that was pretty much it. She was just stating facts and just saying, you know, like you don't know what someone's going through. You don't know if they want kids. You don't know. I think, I think that's a good... So that's, stop asking. That's it. That's like a lesson <laughs> just with everything, though. You don't know what anyone's going through. Mm-hmm. So even though you might think you're having a good day or a bad day, you know, you don't need to wreck somebody else's day because they might be having a worse yeah. day. So I think that's... A, you, you gotta take that through life, though, babe. Yes. If we so, can go on a slight tangent before we talk about that, whatever uh-huh. season that Drinking was, and podcasting episodes are all over, so um, go for it. So I read something that was really, really poignant, and it was like... There was this man on the subway in New York and he had two children with him and the children were acting up and just being like really, really unruly. And this one person was super annoyed with the kids. And they were like, can you control your children? And just judging him and thinking he's a terrible father and he doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm going to say? I I will piggyback on this story. Yeah. And he goes, I'm so sorry. We just left their mother's funeral. Can you imagine? So it's like, that's just, you don't ever know what people are going through. Yeah. There was a time that I was an asshole and tweeted from an airplane, like, a joke. And I was like, God, I wish there were, like, adult-only airplanes. Like, this kid screaming in the back, like, blah, blah, blah. And then so many people are like, what if that child has Asperger's? What if that child this? What if that child that? And I was like, okay, solid point. You put me in my place in another situation. This was not a crying baby. This was literally a toddler having a fit. I was like, just say you'll take him to Disneyland. Oh my God, this whole mm-hmm. plane. Like, just say, yes, you can go to Disneyland. Deal with it when you're not on the plane. Mm-hmm. But I was like, in any, it just made me think so differently. And this was like four years ago. Every other time I've been on an airplane or in a situation when there's a kid having a fit or something, I'm like, they could have some type of disorder yeah. where you don't know. And Sometimes it takes, you know, being called out to realize that because I never saw it that way. And I was like, I didn't even know what Asperger's was. And then I looked it up and I was like, you don't know. You never know. And yeah, and and it's like just having those thoughts as being human, you know, just like, oh, my gosh, this is so annoying. I want it to stop. It takes that extra step to actually be like, you know what? We don't actually know what that parent is going through or what the actual situation is. and. Being upset isn't going to make the kid stop crying. No. So you have to change your attitude, you know? Yeah. You guys are so, like, aware of all substances, of all situations <laughs> until it comes to your guys' selves. This is ridiculous sometimes. Like, you're so aware of, like, humbling and, like, oh, all forgiven. But then when you go into, like, your personal relationships, 
You guys, the arguments are so funny to watch. Well, no. I, I, listen, I, to, no listen to I, that. I disagree. Because I, when we're talking about our personal situations, we know those people. Okay. Yes. It's not like you don't know what's going on with that person. And sometimes there aren't two sides. There's the right side and your wrong side. Okay? All right. So we don't know. Whatever. Let's not go there. I've agreed to not Let's move talk on. about this. We're moving on. So to go back to season six. Yes, tell me. This was a night, it was Peter and Carter, I think, because their birthdays are around each other. It was like in June, which is, I know, because I just found this text very easily. I screenshot it, and sometimes I'll just send it to Schwartz on a rainy day. I'm like, remember, go back Thursday. <laughs> so, remember when you had the pair? Is that what it was for? So I was really upset at this party. I went with Lala, ironically, and... Her and Katie, that was, like, the day they, like, made up and became friends. And I was really upset because I was, like, thinking that Katie was just doing this because she got a lot of shit for how she treated her the season before. Ariana and I have been her real friend. And Katie's only acting this way because she wants people to like her. And so I was, like, uh, calling bullshit. I'm, like, this is fake. Like, da-da-da-da-da. And then... Like, no one had my back. I'm, like, calling Katie, like, crocodile tears, this and that. Then Schwartz, for the first time ever, decides to stand up for his wife against me. Because he's always taken my side in a fight, which I don't agree with. Oh, wait, this is bootleg Kardashian? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So, Schwartz comes in. He starts yelling at me. He's like, you're a bootleg Kardashian. And I was like, I'll take it. I mean, yes, I cop, like, currently, right now, (laughs) I will copy any hairstyle or style they do. Because I'm like, if it looks good on them. We got a similar vibe. It might look good on you. Got a similar vibe. You know? He, no, when he crossed the line, because that was that's like kind of a compliment. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. But then he said, "The only thing interesting about you, Sheena, oh, yeah. is your divorce." Wait, I'll read the. Okay, that was in okay. the text. Okay. So as Schwartz and Katie and Lala are all like screaming my head off, and you know, it's always on this show, which I think you're coming to learn, it's me against everyone else. And so no one ever has my back. No one ever stands up for me. I fight my own battles and I'm fine with that. But that night I had Jersey with me <laughs> and Jamie like butts in and starts going off on Lala. And then production was like, uh, uh-uh, like, excuse, like, you're not mic'd. Like, we're not picking up your audio. Like, it was well, like, get the woman mic'd, bro. I didn't even, I thought they were done filming at that point. And I didn't even come with you. Kristen had invited me. And then yeah. like, oh, my God, what are you doing here? You know? And I was so happy she was there because I was like, oh, support, friend. <laughs> <laughs> and Lala has a nerve to say to me, stand down. And I'm like, well, she's you a, she, stand down. Okay. <laughs> right? And then uh, Katie comes over, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Bounce. It was yeah. a whole thing. But so then that night, as if calling me a bootleg Kardashian wasn't enough, Tom Schwartz sends me a text. He goes, Sheena, you have a load of fucking audacity to call anyone fake on this show. You are a veneer of a human. Fake on the inside, fake on the outside. Lost in your pursuit of fame. If you didn't smoke weed and make bomb-ass enchiladas, <laughs> you would completely suck all together. <laughs> that was that's, says, such a mad... That's such like... I don't know Tom that well, but like from looking at him, that's such like a Tom like insult, yeah. abusive text. But then, <laughs> and then when he goes, it a little bit. yeah, I'm a make-out slut and I'm sloppy, but I'm real. You're a vapid fan vampire thirsty for social media attention and validation the human selfie he goes most real thing you'll ever read oh also you do love your family a lot so that's awesome nails gotta go though <laughs> he just like kept sending me more texts that's the he best bottling that up since he's like years right and then he keeps going he, then he sends me another one sorry to be a dick and then he sends me another one 
It just has to happen sometimes. I need a wake-up call from being a sloppy drunk douche. You need it from being a self-image-obsessed social media monster. Well done, Tom. Smoke a joint, reread this, let it sink in. Thank me later. <laughs> I was like... That's fine. But sometimes, like, I just think it's so funny. Like, you it's like it the only message I've ever gotten that's, like, really, like, funny and, like, trying to be hurtful, right. but, like, funny. Yeah. So sometimes I'll just, like, randomly send it to him. I'm like, TBT. <laughs> <laughs> But that makes sense. You should post that. Yeah. On a throwback Thursday. Right? That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to post some people's messages everywhere. No, but I mean, <laughs> our he, messages whatever. are posted on national television. Oh, yeah, honey. but they're edited, remember? As, I mean, oh, obviously, like, in good fun, not because she's trying to be like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, no, no this was funny. I've, been, I've, I've, always like, for, I've always seen him, and he's always just kind, nice, always. Yeah. Never, so that's pretty funny. He's so, like the one person I've never really officially met. It's really bizarre. I've never, like, officially met, I've met him. But like met him. That's about it. That's yeah, good. you guys have never, never really, really hung, hung out, out really because it's always just like just different different cliques, different groups, which yeah. is fine. I get it. But I'm I just into the whole situation. I thought that message was so funny that I've I've saved it because that's, that's the only time Schwartz and I have ever even like had like a disagreement. Mm-hmm. We've always been super cool. Okay, Jess underscore Rack wants to know what was the surprise for your anniversary Brock teased about on the last podcast. So oh. it was supposed to be a hot air balloon, but we weren't able to do that this week. So that's what it was that he was teasing. I thought I nailed it. I thought I was like, you know what? You've got this Brocky in the back. And you did. And if it would have worked out, that would have been <sighs> awesome. It's on my bucket list. We was weren't the able winds to. Were too high or something. Some I was yeah. So they just said that, you know, we weren't able to do that this week. So instead, they did a picnic. Well, not they. Brock did a picnic that he uh, coordinated through the hotel on the golf course. Like, literally in the middle of... On the one. On the end of the, the, end of yeah. the line. And, you, and it was in the valley. We were trying to go either in the valley or up on 13, 14. That overlooks the whole... So high or low. You can go at the top or the bottom. We couldn't get up to the 13, 14 with like meal and all that, or food and all that. So they said we have to stay on the one. So, But it was beautiful. It was sunset. Nailed and it. I've never had a picnic. Yeah. It I was mean, just the cutest thing. It's like. You I had ne- your very own bachelor one-on-one date. I really did. I still haven't watched that show. So, no. She oh, had well. a date with Brock. <laughs> we, we're watching it in a couple oh, well, weeks. Oh, yeah. Chasen. My mate Chasen was on it. Yeah. Obviously, this, this bachelorette was a bit of a crazy one right i don't think she's a bit of a crazy one i think she she found found love love. in three weeks is that a thing well i'm so you want to talk about that well that we developed our relationship i didn't leave like you didn't leave you didn't leave an opportunity of a lifetime to go pursue love opportunity of a lifetime but i stopped talking to someone else because i knew i wanted you honey she is the bachelorette so she left the show right that's still a big commitment i'm gonna reserve judgment (laughs) until we see it because on one hand i'm like you know what that's like a boss move but let's let's yeah. see how it plays out before I. I'm excited for it. First of all, because I watched Claire on Juan Pablo season. She was such a boss at the end when she like he said he didn't want to like be with her, and I was like I don't want to be with you. Whatever it was, I just remember seeing that, and she was a total bitch. And it was like, yeah, that's what he deserved because he was just like ugh. And like with he was Andy, just and, to be in it. I've heard bad things about. Yeah, him. I haven't seen that. So season. I remember loving her at the finale that season and then she was on winter games and she started dating someone and then that didn't work out and she's i think in her late 30s you know like she just she really wants love and she's there as they say for the right reasons yeah, okay. and that's what i love because all of these 21 year old girls coming on being like i want to get married and have kids it's like you're 21 and honestly no. leaving early proves that 
Exactly. Well She's done, like, why fine. is she going to stay around? <laughs> I'll keep my when... mouth shut. <laughs> because that's also, that's not fair to the other guys who are then developing stronger feelings as she's going on more dates with them when her heart's already somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well done. I'll and I quiet. do think you can fall in love in three weeks. And I do think in that situation, it's like COVID, you know, in quarantine. It's a fast forward. Damn right, it's a fast forward. <laughs> Someone commented on our picture today and they're like, it's only been a year. I'm like, I know, right? We've done a lot. <laughs> it feels like it's been a lot longer. Um, okay. Oh, a lot of the same questions, y'all. I want like interesting, like best days we had so far, apart from picnic. Picnic, oh going back on picnic, just for everyone out there, buy yourself a picnic basket. There's one that has like the cooler on the left and you can put oh, cold the insulation. food insulation on the left hand yeah. side of the basket. It opens up, you got all your cutlery in there. That's like I'm gonna I just order one. I'm gonna order one. I didn't just order, I will order one on Amazon and keep that in the bag because that's a good little trick. Like it's better than going to a restaurant. And uh, it, was, it was enjoyable. Plus, a little little fun fact, if you buy flowers the day before, <laughs> then you can recycle the same flowers and use the petals and throw them everywhere, which is <laughs> yeah. a little two-for-one offer there. Uh-huh. I also didn't buy those flowers either. But, babe, no, it was funny. You've got 12, you got 12 I, in front of you right I now. I got to the hotel first. He was at work, and then he meets me at the hotel, and he's like, do you see the flowers I got you? And I go, the card said they were from Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Yeah, she had set it up. She's like, Brock, why didn't you tell me? I would have put your name on the card. That's so good. <laughs> but, and I also have some beautiful flowers here that Narod got me at Action Park Media. So, so thank pretty. you for my flowers. Uh, what we got on there, honey? Yes. What questions we got? Well, well, wait, I can answer what our best date was. I oh. think it was when we all went to... <laughs> <laughs> to uh born and raised we had that outdoor oh, yes. dining experience and they came over to our table and they made the drinks and yeah that was that was a really nice date that Thank was you a guys. good one that's yeah. I appreciate that one yeah that was a good one there was one um klepto underscore kylie oh, do you like to steal things <laughs> <laughs> of all of your trips together what place was your favorite i mean hands down bali yeah bali was good i enjoyed going to new york with you New York was fun. We did. So. Uh, Brett is there right now, and I was just like looking at his story, and I'm like, I really miss New York. We were really contemplating moving out there. I know for a hot minute because we were thinking he was going to play rugby out there. But then we I've got move. my job here. I don't know if I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you always have to think of all three of us. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? My job. I'm out. I thought you were coming to San Diego with us, and then you go and renew your lease in Irvine. Yeah, you could. You could have come to SD. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, kids, kids, married, married. I asked a question on my Instagram and I got an interesting response. We started talking about it earlier and then we got cut off. Should we yeah, let's go there. dive yeah. into that? Also, okay, so- Helen Marie G003 wants to know, how do you drink and not wake up hungover? Drink better alcohol, I think. I don't know. I used to get hungover when I drank cheap alcohol. Did you? And now, like, if it's like Tito's or Casamigos, like, I've, I haven't been hungover in years. So I don't I know. just thought that was some weird genetic mutation that it you could had be Mexican and Russian. I've never seen you vodka. Hungover. I'm never. not, but also I don't mix sugary things. So That's if you drink smart. wine, champagne, sugary shots, get it in here, mate. That's my answer. Anyways, Jamie, What's back your to our discussion. I have a philosophical question because I don't know the answer. So let's debate it. So my question was. Let's say you're in a relationship or you have a former friend or whatever, and you have a falling out, you break up, you're no longer speaking to that person anymore. People say, hey, what happened to so-and-so? Or what happened? Why? I don't see you guys together anymore. Now, do you answer honestly? Or let's say that person did something very hurtful to you. 
do you protect that person and just say, oh, it didn't work out and just glaze over it and not be honest? So I can see both sides of this. No, see, like, I think it depends who's asking the question what if it's and how like much a, information they deserve. That's a, that's a fair... Oh, you've had time to think about that answer. No, I just, that's what I think. If it's a fan asking me what happened with you and so-and-so, my answer would probably be different than if Brett or Jamie asked me, so what really happened with so-and-so? Okay. That's totally fair. Let's say it's, and this probably won't apply to most people, but let's say it's on a podcast. It's your podcast, right? And you have to be honest. You're uh-huh. expected to be open and honest, and that's why people are listening. How deep do you get without, like, what's the line where it's like you could either be talking trash about someone or you could just be being honest about something that happened in your See, past? That's that's the, even talk trash. No, but that's the frustrating thing is because when I am just telling my truth and telling my side of things, then other people take it the wrong way. But this is just my perspective and I'm telling you what I remember and how things happened. Right. And I, I'm almost like, well, if you don't want to know the truth, then don't listen or don't ask. But yeah. I want to be honest, but on the other hand, I don't want it to seem like, you know, I'm talking about someone who's not there to possibly defend themselves or to mm-hmm. trash them, That's, but I also want to be honest. Yeah. So it's like, I, I feel know. like kind of split the difference where you can still be honest and say what happened, but you don't have to give the whole truth. Like you don't have to give all the nitty gritty details. You can kind of just give highlights, which is, I think what I do on my podcast is I give briefs of a story and not all the nitty gritty details because I'm a very detail-oriented person when it comes to telling a story, and I try publicly to not do that. I try to speak more in sound bites. Like, I pretend like I'm in my interviews on the show, and I'm like, just get through the highlighted points, the most important things. You don't need to leave all the gibberish in. Yeah, but what happens if someone misconstrues what you're trying to say because you're trying to get the highlight points, and it goes, and you know that that goes down that route, and you intentionally say it like that, so you can play the victim at the same time. Know that Not what play you the said victim. Said, I would usually clear it up after, I think. That's, I think this is nearly as bad as talking about politics. Like, I think you just give the person, even if, even if they don't deserve it, be the bigger, bigger person. And even if, it doesn't, if you, don't get, you don't get shone the light on for you to be that bigger person or no one accepts that or no one really understands it because you just turned around and said, no, nah, that's great, awesome, move on. Even though you can go ahead, I've got plenty of things to say about somebody. What's, uh, what's the point? See, but I just like... There's, like, things that Brock will just, like, straight up lie about. And I understand, like, not to me, but, like, his friends will ask him a question, like, something about, like, me personally or whatever. And he'll just lie. And I'm like, well, you didn't have to lie. You could have told him the truth. It's okay. He's like, well, they don't deserve to know that. And I'm like, I can't do that. And, I mean, if you take that same scenario, put it in a courtroom, if you lie, that's illegal. You have to tell the, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, right? So take that outside of the courtroom, put it in society, and now all of a sudden telling the truth is you're taking the, the low road? Well, that's why this is nearly as bad as talking about politics because you can't, you can't have that situation because if you, okay, I got to tell the truth, tell the truth. But that doesn't happen. And you know if you tell the truth, it's going to hurt somebody's feelings and so you just leave it. Whose feelings but is it But maybe hurting? they shouldn't have done Somebody. something that if it's told, it would hurt their feelings. So then I mean, shouldn't that person... Better, I think the moral of the story is just be a better person. Just talk to the person. <laughs> I, think, I think instead of addressing it to the public, be like, hey, look, Going to the other person, be like, look, this person's talking about this, and address them with that one person. I agree with that. In between that, if people want to talk anything behind it, let them talk, as long as you know. If I'm on the court and the judge asks me the question, and I can look that person in the eye and be very honest with that person, then who cares what the scribe's writing down? Like, that could be that could be interpreted any way. I think you should always address it with that person first. Let's say you've tried, you've made multiple attempts to address it with the person. It went nowhere or whatever. Then people start asking you what happened. I'm not sure. I, th- I think, you know, at some point, if you want to tell your truth, 
You can. I think yeah. at that point you just move on because it's not worth it, worth it. Sometimes, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, I've been in this situation many times. I feel like people may have really noticed that this is a conversation about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think what what can be frustrating is, especially in my line of work, where you know we all have public platforms we speak on. Sometimes we put something out there and we say something, and then the person we're talking about reacts in a completely negative way and goes off the deep end when I'm like yo if you felt that way why don't you just call me and ask me and be like I didn't know you were feeling this way I didn't know this upset you like sorry can we talk it out but instead in our group and in this world it's like oh well you said something public so I'm gonna say something Mm -hmm. public and then it never gets resolved and it's like I was just telling a story about something that hurt me but now you want to hurt me more moving on let us know what you guys think. Vicky Atoria mm-hmm. wants to know who's the better cook, Brock. Hands <laughs> down, baby. I'm a good cook. You're getting better at it with your, with your what, is, what is it? My home chef. Home chef. Shout out to home chef. Yeah, pay us. <laughs> Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Bridesmaids the other day. I was like, oh, that scene is so classic. I missed it. Oh, my God. Help me, I'm poor. This is a very American thing where you watch a movie. Yeah. You record it Apparently. in your head. And then you could pull any reference from any movie and everyone knows those same references yeah how do you not just sit there and watch a movie is that why when you watch a movie you're not actually paying attention you're just recording it for like one-offs to pull them out no because half the time you're like what, what, what's going on in the movie but then you can pull you can reference that whole movie i mean uh, he was very impressed i sang every word of the lion king songs yesterday without the music playing in the background he was like he was really high <laughs> i was so high and i was and, lying at a picnic we, and serenaded i think he started hallucinating as well because he's like babe look that tree looks like the tree from lion king's like Ma-sa-ba-nya. and then i went into like every and i sang like all the words from the day we arrived on the planet yeah she didn't miss a beat it. and i was just like and baffled. he was looking at me like what i thought i was doing well like going like one verse then maybe the second <laughs> and then i like forgot a bit and then kept going but she was just hidden every night I was and like, i was like oh you want to see i just well, can't wait to be night. king i got that one down too and he's like no you don't and i i just rambled that off and he's like but how i'm like well i've seen the movie several hundred times since you know it came out in what 94 whenever Mm -hmm. but also when I was in fourth or fifth grade we did this big production every year called fame and one year it was the Lion King theme so we had rehearsal every day of the circle of life like that was our like intro song walking in so I had rehearsals to the same song every day too sing that song yeah but it was all of us singing Give me your best, like, ah, Sabenya. Listen here. I'm like, let's not talk about pitch or tone, okay? I'm not a professional. I'm tone deaf, apparently. Yeah, yeah it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Babe, I've got a good question in here. Okay, who said it? Uh, somebody. No. <laughs> <laughs> NY Thrift, underscore Thrift, okay? Do you like the way your boyfriend dresses and his hair? You know what's funny is Do you I dress think... him, by the way, or does he, is it all you? It's all me, baby. No, you asked me to pick out your clothes sometimes. Okay, she. Well, I mean, I saw you guys had like matching. You were both in white, but that was totally not planned. Seriously, so I just yeah. brought that dress because I've. 
I've finally caught up to everyone else with the COVID weight and I've put some on and I grabbed that red dress and I was like, you know, I haven't worn this in a while. I was like, I'm going to bring a backup just in case. And I'm like, I know the white one fits me. And what's ironic is the white one barely fit me and the red one was perfect. So I just had that extra dress because I wanted a backup dress for dinner. And all of the black ones I have are like really tight. And I was like, I just wasn't feeling that look. So I brought that one. And then I didn't know we were going to a picnic. I had a feeling because he sent me a menu. I messed messed this up. He sent me a menu and was like, hey, can you eat everything on here? Like, because he knows how picky I am. And I was like, um, I looked up smoked trout roe. And I was like, yeah, that's got to be no. (laughs) You got to put something else in substitute for that. And then, but it said like picnic menu. And so I was like, oh, we're doing a picnic? And he's like, no. He's like, that was for the pool because they were sending out snacks. And I was like, oh, because at the pool at the hotel, they did send out snacks. So I was like, they didn't send out any of the other stuff on the menu. But I was like, "Eh, whatever. So he tricked me for a bit that I didn't think we were going to a picnic. But then that dress ended up being so perfect for a picnic. And he just happened to wear all white. That was not planned whatsoever. But going back to the question, when we first started dating, do you remember what he was wearing when we were at Kaboo? He took his shirt off and gave it to Danielle. Yes. So he had this like party shirt on, really, really tight jeans. His butt crack, (laughs) I remember, was sticking out. And he like, we were in the Uber, me, him, and Danielle. And he like reached up to like turn the radio or something because the person was driving. Straight crack in the face. And it was like crack in the face. And I remember Danielle looking at me being like, and I was like, he's still hot, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, okay, I guess he doesn't wear underwear. So I learned that really early on. And then he he always, wore these like loafer type of shoes which I just was like not down with but I'm like he's foreign you know technically he's foreign I guess that's just how they dress and I was like I remembered earlier that year I went to Australia hoping to find one we all looked good and so in the beginning, I was just like, and then what it really was, though, was when we went to football games and he wore his festival outfit to a football game. And I was like, bro, come on. We're at a football game. Put on a jersey, uh, some it was sportsman-like. Blue. It was blue. But it was like he was dressed for like a festival at a sporting event. Naturally, he just started, I think, noticing what like the LA vibe was. And then the next time he came up, he had Vans on and a hoodie. And I was like... I didn't even have to train him. He's just <laughs> learning himself. <laughs> and yeah, then, right. yeah, it just slowly started getting better and better. But then it's like, now I love the party shirts. And like, I'm like, babe, wear those loafers, like with your skinny jeans. And it's just like, it's such a part of him that I love it. But in the beginning, I've never dated anyone who's dressed like him. Well, they're straight leg jeans, but they're just skinny. Well, because he just has legs yeah. today. Yeah, I have no idea like how much effort men do or don't put into getting dressed. It's like a foreign subject to me. I could obviously. do a lot better. And when I do, I'd put in some effort in there. But like recently, COVID's a thing and all that. So I haven't really done anything. Plus, <laughs> I mean, the boys put on like 15 pounds. So, <laughs> so yeah. jeans are definitely small. And, uh, I'm officially moved on from the XL category. I can no longer buy an XL shirt. I am double XL. It's like it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's okay. okay. You got muscles. Honey, Natalie Louise Griffin would like to know, would you ever write a book about your life? Absolutely. Yeah, baby. I definitely plan on doing that when what are you gonna call it? the time is right. What do you want to title it? Little Black Book of Pump? Bootleg Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually thought about a title yet, but I know, I mean, I have a broadcast journalism degree. I've been a writer my whole life. That's definitely something I will do one day. How do you feel about the Kardashians ending 
I'm yeah but I heard that it's not ending it's just moving to a different platform like it's going to like digital or something so it might not necessarily no that's not true (laughs) um it might not necessarily be over for good I don't know if maybe it'll be less of them or whatever but Courtney for sure yeah she I mean she's been done like she hasn't wanted to do it the last couple seasons she's never started let's be honest yeah but, I mean, I love that show. I get a lot of my interview inspo from their looks, you know, bootleg. Gotta, I'm like, hey, if it looks good in her interviews, it'll probably look good in my interviews. So, um, but just because that show is, like, the most real reality show there is, talking about the show on the show, like, I have such a love for it. And I will definitely miss it. I'm sad. R.I.P. Is that like a, because you're a reality show, that's why you find it so interesting that they involve like production in that? Or what do you reckon as like a normal fan of the show, do they like that? What? Do they like like the fourth wall being broken? Does yeah. a normal person like that? I think, yeah, I think. But that's, yeah. that's why I'm asking. Like, Jamie's not, do you, do you like watching the Kardashians and watching the fourth wall get broken? Or you don't really care about production, you just want to see what they're up to? Like, um, admittedly, and I'm sorry, <laughs> Sheena, I don't really Pay find right? the Kardashians interesting. Oh, okay. But I'm excited to see what's going to take their place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hint, hint. Uh-huh. <laughs> hint, hint. I, well, I, re- I realized that one. Save that for a later podcast. Yeah, we, can, we can talk about that later. All right, honey. Well, guess what? We've got some pasta to go get. And our reservation's in two minutes. Yeah, you're so, right. And we got to go. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Sheena Shay. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Let me see